Politics. It's Friday, October 13th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, members of PETA debate a beef-loving, milk-drinking, pro-capitalist heterosexual. Plus, making liquefied cheese an entire meal, a variety of probably offensive race play porn, and bleaching penises on the side of cows. Distorted View Daily proudly presents Frankie McDonald singing Peaches. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me lots of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches peaches come from a can where they're put there by a man in a factory down down if i had my little ring i eat peaches every day some smoking bunches in the shade moving to the country i'm gonna eat me lots of peaches moving to the country I'm going to eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country. Going to eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country. Going to eat a lot of peaches. I talk God love that where the rules all twist. Squash a rotten peach in my fist. Intrigable, yo, yo, man. I poke my finger. Mailings of beaches, beaches for me. Mailings of beaches, beaches for free. Mailings of beaches, beaches for me. Mailings of beaches, beaches for free. Look out. The Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. I'm going to lose my mind today. It's just a fun thing. Get it together! The guy, he's in the dirty underwear or something. I don't know. He's sniff freak. A lot of uh, hot liquid poo just went out all at once. Yes, Tim Henson, back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday Show. Have a great one for you today. You know, over the years, I have expressed disdain, maybe even just like flat out hatred for vegans. And, you know, it's not because I don't think what they're doing is admirable or, you know, I'm I'm not against meat alternatives. I've had the uh, Impossible Whopper at Burger King. I've quite enjoyed it. I get it occasionally. I'm not one of these people who won't even like try the stuff, especially when it comes uh, to like Beyond Meat and, uh, you know, Impossible Meat or whatever. That fake stuff is getting pretty good. It's just, you know, vegans themselves that are insufferable. Like, I get it. You're passionate about saving the animals. But when 30 of you barge into a Chipotle holding photos of animal carcasses and cows being mechanically separated, how do you think people are going to respond? You know, they don't want to see that. You're ruining their lunch. You're not going to convert anyone to, you know, become a PETA supporter. They're just going to end up hating you more. And one of them always has a microphone and a portable speaker. This cow had a family! You're eating so 
naked if I pulled the skin off your mom and cooked her? You mean to tell me I just spent $12 for this fucking burrito when a stinky-ass woman with brown teeth shoved a picture of a chicken being de-beaked in my face? This was not a pleasant dining experience. PETA ruined it for me. PETA ruins everything. I got a great clip that I uh, ran across. Actually, someone in the Discord also posted this. Uh, Greg from Austin, so I'll give him a shout-out. Thank you very much, Greg. PETA is upset with Starbucks. Now coffee is a problem for these whiny cunts. It all has to do with milk, which apparently comes from uh, cow's teats. We've been sucking down bovine booby juice. Did you know that? I didn't. Never heard of such a thing. Drinking animal secretions? My head was spinning after this news. Another failure of the public school system. Anyway, honestly, when you think about it, it is kind of a gross idea. But, you know, it's something we grew up with, so whatever. It's normal. The issue here is, you know, vegans can actually order stuff from the Starbucks menu. They just replace regular milk with, uh, you know, almond milk or oat milk. The big issue for them is that uh, oat milk and almond milk costs more than regular milk. This is what they're protesting. Apparently, all other animal atrocities are completely over with. PETA has succeeded in stopping all animal cruelty aside from this milk thing. This, this milk upcharge is really pissing them off. Now, it's like, I don't know, a 25 cent or 50 cent upcharge. Their argument is, uh, you know, regular milk should cost more and oat milk or almond milk should be the standard. These dorks just, they don't have a life. This is what they live for being perpetually pissed off at stuff. I did a quick search. Now, I understand it's different when, you know, large companies make million-dollar purchases for milk and stuff for their entire company. But, you know, if something costs us, the consumer, more, chances are it's also going to cost more for, you know, for companies, right? This is the whole thing. So, like, uh, a regular gallon of whole milk at a Walmart is $2.52. A half-gallon... Right. Half the amount of uh, va like vanilla almond milk is two dollars and forty four cents. So you got to you know double that. It's double. It's double the fucking price. The cheapest oat milk is like three something for a half. I mean, it, I mean, it's economics. Of course, Starbucks is going to charge more for something that costs more. Duh. I'm an idiot, and I know this. Two minutes ago, I didn't know that I was drinking uh, milk from a cow's tit. Anyway, I do have a clip here from the protest. Uh, these protesters are standing right outside a Starbucks when a, a country boy rolling up in a truck wants to know what all the fuss is about. Starbucks charges more for real milk, and that's why you're here. No, for vegan milk. For vegan milk. Yeah. It costs them more. The biggest expense is real milk. Yeah, vegans can say that as much and as often and as loud as they want, but I don't think the facts show that at all. Let's see how our redneck friend here responds. Well, that's their business. Well, 
You assholes. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. You cannot tell Starbucks how to run their business. You run your business. I run my business. You run your business. We want want their customers like you to tell them how to run their business. Right. You you ain't getting nowhere with me. Yeah, if I was the PETA protesters, I'd cut my losses at this point. Just say, like, okay, sir, have a good day. Go preach to someone who's a little more uh, receptive to your cause. Instead, this guy and the protesters argue about topsoil and crops and grass. Cows eat grass and they produce... They eat corn and soybeans, too. Do you know that in the U.S., 77% of soybeans are fed to animals? Only 23% are fed to humans. I love beef. I love chicken. Yeah. I'm not a vegan. That's a very convincing argument. Only faggots drink plant-based milk. Also, uh, beef and chicken rule. While I agree with his sentiment, I think he was a bit over the line there. A faggot? Man, you need to fuck off, man. Seriously. There you go. I knew it would only matter. Well, you're a homophobe. You're a homophobe. You're a homophobe in addition to being an animal abuser. So go fuck yourself. A homophobe. You called me a faggot. I did not call you. What'd you say? I love beef. I love chicken. Yeah. I'm not a faggot. Well, to be fair, he didn't directly call you a faggot, but there's some insinuation there, yes. What'd you say? You're about as crazy as you can be. I did not call you a faggot. I love beef. I love chicken. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a faggot. No, I never said that. You said like a faggot. I never said that. I never said that. Okay. What'd you say then? Our redneck friend here has totally taken control of the narrative, the, the conversation. They're not even, they're not talking about milk anymore. The PETA people are, are now totally preoccupied with the fact that this guy said people who eat chicken or faggots or whatever. I'm sorry, but our country bumpkin here is a way better debater. <laughs> I don't even know. Okay. okay, well, have a nice day. Yeah. Take care. Think about caring for the environment. Oh, shut up. After the guy finally leaves... The only person with some kind of sense is that woman who's talking, who basically says, Why do we waste so much time on him? I think we shouldn't spend so much time with him. Oh, it's okay. We got an hour, but you're probably right. Yeah, that wasn't uh, particularly productive. I love reading the comments from supportive vegans. They always have a weird way of putting things like, Stigmatize interspecies breastfeeding. And... I wish cafes didn't sell cow's milk. Such a strange cultural phenomenon to start your morning with stolen secretions. My first romance novel is going to be titled Stolen Secretions. I don't know. It just sounds kind of sexy, you know? He stole her heart and she stole his secretions. Stolen secretions. Uh, You know, speaking of uh, hot, sexy content and... Milky tit secretions. I have recently found one of my new favorite submissive sissy bitches. This guy wears uh, wax lips in his mouth. Not exactly sure why. But also he's got like this rope outline bra. So he's completely naked. You can see his titties. He's playing with them. They're big and fat. But then he's got like this kind of like rope bra going on. Anyway, uh, how he looks is just a small portion of why I love him so much. It's mostly his voice. I'm a fat 
loser humiliation whore, a pay pig fag who spends my hard-earned money on the sight of ass and cock as I beg for humiliation. See, he sounds like a fancy man. You can probably tell that he's uh, slapping his tits and his face as he is uh, on cam. I sit in the dark butt plug my clit nipples hard. A lot of his videos are uh, similar, right? In this one, he's wearing tassels. Fucking pig bitch whore. Fucking tit shaking pig bitch whore. By the way, what's interesting is when he records himself, you know, a lot of times he'll have something in his mouth like the fake lips or a gag or something. So what you're hearing is a voiceover. He adds a separate audio track. I guess he goes back and watches what he's filmed and then comments on it. I mean, what can you really say about what he's up to? I'm a fucking faggot. Yeah, that about sums it up. <laughs> I'm a fucking faggot. I'm a fucking faggot. I bet you he doesn't eat chicken or beef. Oh my God, I'm a fucking faggot. It's almost like he's just coming to this realization. I'm a fucking faggot. I'm a fucking faggot. That's kind of the theme of this video. In some of his other videos, things get more racial. And I'm a white dick-loving nigga whore. This, he is black, so I, I mean, I guess it's okay that he's calling himself the N-word. Black bitch faggot loves to worship the white man's dick on hands and knees. By the way, this is how I found uh, this particular clip. I was looking for verbal race play because yesterday on the Sideshow Exclusive podcast, I played audio of this guy jerking off, fantasizing about LeBron James fucking him. And, you know, he said the N-word over and over. And I was trying to figure out if we should consider him racist or not. On one hand, you know, he's saying the N-word a lot. On the other hand, he wants a black guy to fuck him and make, you know, make him come, which is a good, which is a nice thing. He's trying to please LeBron James, which is, you know, something a racist wouldn't do. So today I wanted to showcase a lot of different variations of race play where like, you know, black guys were saying racist things about white guys and uh, Asian guys saying racist things about whites and whites saying racist things about Asians, you know, in the spirit of togetherness and unity. I was trying to find horny guys saying incredibly offensive things about other groups of people. But, you know, I, I found this guy and I, I kind of got hung up on him. Fucking cum sucking black nigga whore loves to kneel and worship before the white dick. Ball licking black nigga bitch wants to serve and worship the white man's cock like all nigga whore shit. I feel like I would have featured this content on DV, you know, five, six, eight years ago. And, and would have no problem. I, I wouldn't pause for a second to think about this. But now I'm having all sorts of feelings. Like, mm, should, should I be playing this? Black. <laughs> but it's like a black guy calling himself the N-word. You know, what do you want from me? I didn't do this. I just found it online. Come loving nigga, bitch, hoe. 
begging for the white man's comfort. <laughs> Worthless nigga, bitch, paying faggot, begging for the white man's dick to bust a nut. I'm a worthless black bitch whore, and my job in life is to serve the white man's dick. What I was really trying to find is something to balance out yesterday's clip. I wanted a black guy to really, like, degrade white dudes. I couldn't find that. Instead, it's like, it's more N-word stuff. I also found an Asian being degraded by a white guy. Oh, stretch it open. Yeah, so in this clip, we've got a white guy who's sticking his foot in an Asian dude's face. Mouth and face, really. And uh, take a listen to this comment. Stretch it open. I want to stretch his eyes, but they're already stretched. I want to stretch his eyes, but they're already stretched. Ta-da! Yeah. This is really just uh, like a foot fetish video more than anything. Oh, yeah. All on your face. Well, it's actually two white dudes sticking their feet in this uh, Asian guy's face. I also found a phone sex conversation. I think we're only getting one end of it, and I'm pretty sure it's a white guy talking to a black guy on the phone. I need those eager soft lips on this white dick. Okay, so far, that's a nice thing. Soft lips. You know I'm the kind of white man who can give you exactly what you need and put you in your place and keep you there. Remind you of just exactly what you are. Okay, easy, easy. Sounds like you really need that. Sounds like you might need it now more than when we first started talking. Well, if you if you found another master, I certainly understand. Obviously, there can only be one master. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. If, if At least he said master and not like massa. You, know? you think he's the one for you. I get it. I respect that. Um, I just, I think what I mean to say is that hookups right now aren't going to do it for you because cock and cum is not what you need. You need the whole package. You need to be a nigger and just service a white man. It sounds to me like the black guy on the other end is trying to break up with this white man. He's like, look, uh, I kind of want to hook up with another dude. And then the white guy's like, no, 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 no. A hookup is not what you need. You need the whole package. Someone to really put you in your place. And that place apparently is a plantation in 1852. That's where you need to be right now. More than just taking his cock and his cum. You need the whole experience. (laughs) You know, the more I fuck you, the more that ass is going to mold itself to my cock. Yeah, I don't think that's how assholes work. It's not like uh, like a memory foam pillow. <laughs> so you definitely would become my nigger because okay. that ass would fit my cock perfectly. It would be shaped around my dick. So that's part of ownership. More than anything, it sounds like uh, the white guy is trying to sell this black dude on the idea of race play. Look, look no, 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 you're going to love this. This is what you need. You got to just trust me on this. Go with it. I also found a clip here of a uh, a woman, an Asian woman, who prefers the company of white men, which is fine. But I don't understand why she has to belittle guys uh, that share her race. Hi, guys. I'm Kate. Very traditional Chinese name. This is my amazing white dad. I only date white guys. Sorry, little Asian boys. What a bitch, right? Also, her white stud isn't particularly attractive or, like, tall or anything. Like, you'd think, you know, that would be 
I guess one of the reasons why she wouldn't want to date an Asian guy because they're like, they tend to be shorter, right? Well, this guy's not that tall. We should probably move on. We probably should have moved on a long time ago, right? But I'm just trying to show you the variation out there. Like, here is uh, Asian and uh, black girl race play. Uh, the Asian is sticking her feet in the black girl's face, telling her to lick it. That's a good girl. That's a good girl. Again, that's going too far. Stupid black girl. Mm-hmm. You're so dumb. You know, Asian women are better than black girl, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, we, mm-hmm. we short, we pretty, we have long hair, you have no hair. We are small, we are thin, you big, and you smell. Just to recap, Asians are short, thin, and pretty. They've got nice hair. Meanwhile, black women are big and they smell. Please don't isolate that audio. That's not me saying that. Well, there you go. Just a little smorgasbord of race play clips for your Friday. No more fear. Black Friday's here. No, this is not Black Friday. Let's move on from the degradation of entire races to a more pleasant topic. What do I have here? Oh, yes. Uh, Israelis versus Palestinians. Recently on the show, I confess to knowing very little about the topic. I just want to know who I'm supposed to root for. Someone did call into the voicemail line recently and voiced their support for uh, Palestine. They, they were urging me to uh, jo- join that side. And I think that I think the guy who called in was Jewish. He was Jewish, but very anti-Israel in this case. Okay. To be honest, I... Don't remember exactly why, but as this, I guess, all-out war kind of rages on, I feel like I really need to educate myself, so let's just turn to social media. I'll probably just end up jumping on the bandwagon, whatever's the most popular opinion. That's the safest way to go, so uh, let's check in with this first guy. Yes, sir, what do you have to say? Fuck Palestine! Fuck Palestine, okay. Palestine to my dick! Not even really sure what that means. Palestine to my dick. Well, that, uh, I guess, is one point for Israel. The response should be from Netanyahu and the military to God. Kill all Palestinians! All of them! Not one left from the river to the sea. Palestine will be deceased! That's one New Yorker checking in. Uh, now let's turn our attention to the Sydney Opera House. Guess there was some sort of gathering in Australia. <laughs> can't hear what they're saying. Oh, they're saying gas the Jews. See, now I'm hearing pass the juice. Maybe these guys uh, aren't so upset about what's happening in the Middle East. They're just thirsty. It is very hot in Australia. I think if you listen closely, they also have another chant going on. I understand passing the juice, but why would you want to fuck the juice? That seems like a fetish I would have covered here on DV. People are fucking juice. Oh, Jews, fuck the Jews. Okay, well. So far, we've got one uh, pro-Palestinian clip and uh, i featured one pro israel clip so we're gonna need a tiebreaker here and i can't you know trust a random clip we need to feature someone uh, dv has a history with how about utard king cobra 
I love when borderline retarded people have opinions about serious topics. So, yeah, we're going to go with King Cobra. What do you got for me, my man? Fuck the Palestinians. Are you sure you don't want to fuck the juice? I think I'm still mishearing that. YouTube, what up? I stand with Israel and their fight against these <laughs> raping, cocksucking motherfuckers. <laughs> it's the golden rule, man. Do unto others as you'd have done to you. Now, King Cobra's really breaking it down for me. Putting this in very simple terms for my troglodytic brain to comprehend. Go on, I'm intrigued. Let me ask these Palestinian fucking raping pieces of shit pricks this, YouTube. How would you feel if it was your mother getting raped? See, now, I would not like that. I don't want my mom to get raped. You wouldn't like it, stupid motherfuckers. I just imagine a Palestinian in the Gaza Strip, surrounded by rubble, watching this video. And a circle of protection around Israel as they bomb the fuck out of these raping pussy-ass fucks. So over this shit, YouTube. You know how King Cobra feel about this shit? Fuck rape, fuck sickos. And fuck our dumb society's bullshit. I'm so fucking over it. And fuck the Palestinians. Well, there you go. He's the tiebreaker. I'm standing with Israel. Although, I don't know if I should really be taking the advice of a man who eats liquefied cheese as a meal. If you don't know what I'm talking about, well, you haven't been following King Cobra. Occasionally, I'll do it. I won't do it, like, every day, but occasionally, I'll make a bowl of melted cheese, because that's just tasty to snack on. I don't care what anyone says. At first, I thought he was talking about, like, a dip, a nacho cheese dip. Or he would, like, take tortilla chips and, and dip it in the molten cheese. No, that is not what I'm talking about. He takes a bunch of cheese, melts it, and then eats it like a soup. <laughs> Took some of the extra sharp cheddar cheese and some of that mozzarella cheese, and I'm going to melt a big old bowl of it together and just munch out on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I also have audio and video of him eating this cheese. That cheese dangling off the end there, yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> Take a look at the chapter artwork or featured image over there at distortedview.com. It's our boy King Cobra twirling a bowl of cheese from a plate. That's what <laughs> like I'm. It's spaghetti or something. I'm talking about. Take it to that extra sharp cheddar cheese. Hmm. Fine cuisine. that mozzarella and melting it together. Cheese pull. <laughs> He's in ecstasy. It's like an orgasm. Oh, that's good. When I watch that cheese just drip and drizzle. And those arteries clog. Like, look at that cheese pull. It does look tasty. You'll have to give me the recipe, King Cobra. <laughs> Look at all that cheese dripping with oily goodness. Whether you like it saucy, snappy, mild, or wild. Don't forget the way King Cobra likes it. Dripping with oily goodness. Real cheese has a taste for you. Enjoy cheese, marvelous cheese, wonderful cheese, glorious cheese. Let's not give Mead any ideas for snacks. By the way, did you like my ninja move there? Transitioning from uh, Palestine and uh, the Israeli fighting and war 
to fucking King Cobra eating cheese. That was an expert segue. He didn't even see it as it was happening. I'm so good, so stealthy. That, my freaks, is why I am a podcasting legend. (laughs) I don't know why other people can't see that, but I know it to be true. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news right now. Distorted View Daily and want even more of this stupidity, become a member of the Sideshow. Every week I do brand new Sideshow exclusive episodes of DV. You can only hear them if you're members. Yesterday's episode of DV was Sideshow exclusive and earlier in the week on Tuesday we did one. That's pretty typical. Two Sideshow exclusive episodes a week. When you sign up at superfreaksideshow.com, you get access to a personalized podcast RSS feed that you can plug into most podcasting apps uh, like Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, uh, Podcast Addict. Most podcasting apps that accept uh, like password protected feeds, ones with usernames, uh, works well with the Sideshow. You can also download the episodes on the website for an even uh, easier way to gain access, though. If you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can sign up right in those apps, right on your mobile phone. Just a few taps. Boom, you're in. You'll see the uh, Sideshow exclusive episodes right alongside the, uh, the free episodes in your feed, which makes it very convenient. For more information, check out distortedview.com and superfreaksideshow.com. Memberships are getting very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. One final way to help support DV, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. Also, for you very generous freaks uh, who opt for a higher tier at uh, $20 or more a month, occasionally I will send out uh, DV goodies, merchandise, clothing. We've done tumblers, mugs, beach towels, beer glasses. Uh, Recently we did. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I plan on doing another one of these little drops towards the end of this month, beginning of November. Check out patreon.com slash distorted view if you would like to support the podcast that way. And thank you so much to all of my patrons. And of course, you Sideshow members, you are the reason I'm able to continue doing this podcast. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, an Oklahoma judge has been kicked from the bench after an investigation revealed she exchanged inappropriate messages during a trial over the beating death of a two-year-old. Do you think they were jokes about the dead two-year-old? Or were they like sexy text messages? Like, I can't wait till I get off work. All this talk about beating babies has got me so fucking horny. Your dick is about the size of a baby. I'm going to take that entire baby arm in my cunt when I get home tonight. Like text messages like that. Uh, According to records obtained by Daily Beast, Lincoln County District Judge Tracy Soderstrom laughed about a prosecutor's, quote, baby hands. <laughs> He's got freakishly small hands. Uh, she also wondered whether a juror was wearing a wig, and she drooled over a pretty police officer testifying on the stand. Sometimes those bad wigs are pretty distracting. I'll let that one slide. Soderstrom exchanged more than 500 texts with her bailiff during the seven-day murder trial. In those messages, the judge also speculated that a key prosecution witness might be a liar 
and she praised the defense's performance in the courtroom. She asked her bailiff in one text if she could clap during opening arguments. Honestly, she sounds like an awful judge, but a pretty fun person to be friends with. In a 47-page petition, John Kane, the Chief Justice of the Oklahoma Supreme Court, recommended that Soderstrom be removed. Kane accused Soderstrom of gross neglect of duty, gross partiality in office, and oppression in offense. I know what a few of those words mean. The totality of the text messages give the appearance that the judge believed the defendant was innocent and that she wanted a particular outcome in the case, Kane wrote. Her fate will be determined in a hearing by the state's court on the judiciary, which handles complaints against and the disciplining of judges. Soderstrom was suspended without pay on Tuesday, pending the outcome of that hearing. I guess apparently she's a new judge. Oh, well, then I would plead leniency. She doesn't know proper etiquette. You're not supposed to text snarky comments to your bailiff. Soderstrom, 50, was sworn in on January 9th. This apparently is her first murder trial. It was assigned to her back in June. Uh, this is the trial of Christian Tyler Martzel, who was charged in the 2018 death of toddler Braxton Danker. The Lincoln County District Attorney's Office, which called it one of the worst cases of child abuse its prosecutors have ever handled, asked the jurors to find Martzel guilty of first-degree murder. Soderstrom was on her phone for minutes at a time during jury selection and also during opening statements and testimony. Plus, she was caught scrolling and checking Facebook and typing on courtroom security video. A 51-minute cut of that footage showing Soderstrom holding the phone below bench level in her lap was published by the Oklahoman, I guess a newspaper over there, a month after the trial. I do have some of the other texts here. Apparently... Uh, regarding District Attorney Adam Panter in the trial, Soderstrom observed that he was sweating through his coat and asked, why does he have baby hands? They're so weird looking. When the bailiff later, quote, made a crass and demeaning reference to the genitals of two male prosecutors, including Panter, Soderstrom replied with a ha-ha and a laughing face emoji. As Martzel's girlfriend and Braxton's mother, Judith Danker, gave emotional testimony about the abuse Braxton suffered, Soderstrom asked in a text, Oh, can I please scream liar, liar? She apparently was not buying that performance. Danker, by the way, was given a 25-year prison sentence by a different judge after pleading guilty to enabling child abuse in 2019. In another message, Soderstrom snarked that prosecutors just couldn't accept that a mom could kill her kid, so they went after the next person available. The judge even called one defense attorney awesome. And that's when she started to get all horny for a police officer who was testifying. She called him pretty and added, I could look at him all day. In another bizarre message to the bailiff, Soderstrom speculated as to whether a juror was wearing a wig. Look at that hairline! The bailiff later wrote back, OMG, lol. After the week-long trial and eight hours of deliberation, the jury found Martzel guilty of second-degree manslaughter. He was sentenced to time served. So uh, there you go. Just a story illustrating that uh, not all judges are actually impartial. Second story we have for you today... Look, I know some listeners are upset with me because occasionally on the show I'll say, oh, look at the chapter artwork if you want to see well, you know, whatever it is I'm talking about. And then I forget about it while I'm editing the show. And so the podcast goes out without those uh, images embedded. I, again, I'm sorry. 
I will do everything I can today <laughs> to remember, and I don't think I'm going to forget this one. This image has been burned into my skull. Uh, yes, there is an image that goes along with this story. A dad has stripped down at a school board meeting. He got down to his shorts, but it was what he was wearing on top that was uh, truly bizarre. Yes, an Arizona father stripped down to shorts and a crop top. Now, when I first saw the headline, I was like, oh, this has something to do with trans kids. Just because I'm wearing these ridiculous lady clothes doesn't mean I'm a biological female. Would you let me into the female restroom? No. You know, like, I thought that's where this was going. But uh, no, he was simply trying to make a statement about the district's new dress code. Ira Latham, a father of four Higley Unified School District students, took off his clothes during a school board meeting, which is still like the fourth weirdest thing that went down at the school board meeting. Every nut job, insane, cuckoo, crazy, bananas person wants to get up and speak now at these things. Oh, it's a dude in a crop top? No biggie. This is actually a nice change of pace. Get a little uh, breather from having to talk about book bannings and why Clifford the Big Red Dog is pro-LGBTQ propaganda. In a video taken from the board meeting, Latham is seen approaching the podium in male clothing. He said, uh, under the proposed policy, this would be appropriate in a classroom. And that's <laughs> when he started to take off his clothes. Uh, yes, he pulled down his shorts and uh, pulled off his shirt to reveal the crop top underneath. He then spins around to show the audience the outfit from all angles. I want to know how the audience responded. Did they gasp? Did they laugh? Are they used to all the weird stuff going down at school board meetings too? Were they completely unfazed? Let's read on here. Uh, he said, as a dad that's very concerned about my children as well as everybody else's kid in the district, I wanted to make a clear argument. The former policy, which hadn't been updated for more than two decades, prohibited students from exposing their chest, abdomen, or midriff. However, the updated policy only restricts students from exposing their underwear. Are nips getting a green light here? That is pretty lax. Before, they had some guidance, but now they have no guidance. It's just kids, cover your underwear, Latham said. However, Latham's stunt did not sway the board. They voted three to two in favor of the updated policy. Tiffany Schultz, governing board president, said in a statement that Latham removing his clothing was a stunt that's great for news, but it had no effect on her or the meeting. He made a statement and we carried on with our business. We heard from other speakers and moved on, Schultz said. As a board, we voted to ultimately let parents and families decide what is appropriate for them. It is the parents' and family's choice, and as long as it doesn't disrupt the school day, it uh, would be a non-issue. Schultz said the updated dress code is on par with other area schools' policies. Anna Van Hoek is a board member who voted against the new code. Uh, she said she believes not all parents' concerns are being heard. Quote, the fact that we have adults advocating for children to have less clothing on is absurd to me, she said. Parents and board members who are against the change said they hope to revisit the issue. Final story we have for you today. Oh, we've got a story from a farm country here. Rural America. Uh, this story comes from Wyoming. Accused of bleaching images of cocks and balls and other markings onto their neighbor's cows. <laughs> a Crook County father and son are now facing felony-level property destruction charges. 
This is something I would have never thought to do in a million years. Bleach sketches into cows. Two criminal complaints filed last month in the Sundance Circuit Court allege that Patrick Sean Carroll, age 66, so, you know, this is not like a little kid's idea of a prank, his son Tucker Kai Carroll, who is 34 years uh, old this year, funneled 189 heifers and six bulls into a chute and bleach dyed them to get a neighbor's attention after three years of having the cattle cross onto their land. Some of the heifers had penis shapes <laughs> bleached into their bodies, according to an affidavit written by Crook County Sheriff's Deputy Alex Jessen. The Crook County Sheriff's Office received a complaint on June 21st from the cattle's owner, Philip Haybeck, saying that his neighbors had bleached some of his yearling heifers. The day before, Haybeck's ranch hands noticed that some cattle got out of their pasture and went over to Sean Carroll's land. Another hand came to help get them back in, but they couldn't find them. Later that evening, the ranch hand and her dad went to Carroll's corrals, and they found Haybeck's cattle in the corral. Sean Carroll was marking the cows with bleach, while two other men helped push the cattle through the alley and into a chute. The ranch hand's father witnessed the bleachings. This has been coming for three years, Sean Carroll reportedly told the man. Carroll then told the man to leave so he wasn't part of the feud. Apparently, there were some photos showing that heifers had been bleached all along their backs. Some had bleach marks around their faces, and one photo displayed an attempt at drawing a penis on the cow's ribs. Dr. Wade Crawford, a vet over there in Crook County, inspected the heifers. Some of the cattle had minor skin irritation. There was no damage to the animal's eyes. The bleach marks uh, range from a football-sized spot on a cow's back to spine-length markings to, of course, the genitalia drawings. This story just continues to spiral because then, okay, Rusty Williamson of Williamson Land and Livestock came to appraise the cattle. And they're like, uh, look, because of the uh, bleach markings, like th these cattle will only get like we'll get five to seven hundred dollars less per head. So what would have been worth about twenty six hundred dollars is now only worth eighteen hundred dollars. Doing the math with all of the bleach cattle, that means the total loss is like $141,000 because, you know, you had 189 heifers. That's why this turned into a felony case, because it's, you know, it's a felony level if it's more than $1,000 worth of goods destroyed. Ultimately, this all just has to do with wandering cows. It's been happening time and time again. Carol grew frustrated with Haybeck. Over the past three years, the number of cows that get through the fence has increased to the point that hundreds have crossed over at any given time, and it takes days to move the cows back sometimes. When asked about uh, cocks, why did you bleach cocks into the cattle? He said it's, it's to mock Haybeck for thinking the fence issue was a game and never doing anything to fix the problem. This is the type of dispute that goes down in ranch country. These cowboys can be just as petty as a city folk. Crook County Attorney Joseph Barron charged Tucker and Sean Carroll each with two counts of property destruction. Each count is punishable by up to 10 years in prison and $10,000 in fines. I guess we'll have to wait for the trial to see how this all pans out. Uh, that, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show's show at distortedview.com. 
I'm all over social media at Distorted View on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Distorted View Show. All right, I believe we've got some uh, a couple patrons checking in today. Yes, caller. Hey, Kenny Boo, this is Lars in California. You question what side of the whole uh, Hamas Israel. Yes, Hamas. Uh, that is a word I've heard a bunch. Side you should take in this whole conflict. And my recommendation to you is don't take either side. Oh. Um, if you don't know this is true, Hello? Oh, he's... He just he crapped out there. He's suggesting I don't take any side. What if I condemn both sides? I mean, they both seem to be doing horrible things, right? Maybe I should just like uh, be super generic and be like, all life is worth something and valuable, and terrorism is bad. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes. The fags go up. Churning oh, and burning, yes. they yearn for their cup. They <laughs> deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. <laughs> Reckless and wild. Are you an efficiency expert? Please uh, don't remind me of that insanity. Jimmy Boo, what it do? It's Hello, Jimmy Boo. Long, long, long t- time sideshow. Hello, freak. Jimmy Boo. Um, you I- know we haven't had um, anyone call in with their uh, Mead predictions, like uh, Mead's dad's death. Um, I, we're going to get to those uh, on the regular voicemail soon, I'm sure. But if you are a patron, uh, patron, you know, call in. A little disappointed in you. Uh, oh, sorry. Today on Wednesday's Rum, you. Uh, this is back in July, I think. Played a Burger King jingle. And at the end, it said something like, you rule, which sounded just like, John go. Hmm. And uh, you you missed it. You missed it. I don't know so if I heard that. Go back and play that again. Okay. And do the John go thing. So, uh, That's yeah. all you got? <laughs> I, I have to say, it's almost 20 years. Been listening to this thing the whole fucking time. And, um. You're still just as fucking funny. Aw, thank you so very much. All right, let's take a listen real quick here. Whopper, 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 <laughs> whopper, junior double, triple whopper. Flame grill taste with perfect toppers. I rule this day. Lettuce, mayo. Oh, of course, I t- <laughs> I play the extended version here. Ketchup is so gay. If I don't want that impossible, or bacon whopper, any whopper my way. Season the day I don't hear it Having your way Jagu I mean I I get it It kind of sounds like You rule Jagu But um, I I don't actually I I would never get confused By the two I don't think it's appropriate That you were disappointed in me Because I didn't make that connection (laughs) Hey Tim It's Stone Dots Mexican again uh, yesterday I was angry and because uh, I, I hadn't smoked weed yet. Okay, understandable. But now I'm nice and stoned, and I wanted to apologize for yelling. <laughs> I and don't remember I, that. I, okay. I, it was funny. Right after I said that, I listened to an episode, and you were playing a lot more. And I understand you're a couple months behind, so I don't know. I'm just autistic, so. All right, look. Apology accepted for whatever you did to me. <laughs> whatever, however you wronged me. Hey, Timothy, it's your boyfriend, Big Chocolate Hog. Hey, we can make our own race play videos. Yeah? You gonna fuck me with that Big Chocolate Hog of yours? Since we're sharing our mac and cheese recipes. Gonna push that chocolate 
hog in my vanilla pudding hole. I wanted to let you know about the best recipe for mac and cheese. Oh, I fuck mac and cheese. I'm going to just start eating cheese like King Cobra. All you do when you cook just it. Just melted cheese. Just spoon it in. It. Cut down on your liquid, whatever you're using, and put in a can of Rotel. R-O-T-E-L. Isn't that roach poison? Rotel? Of Rotel. <laughs> R-O- oh, I'm thinking Roach Motel. T-E-L. I'm not sure if you have that in your neck of the woods I have or not. heard of it, yes. It's kind of a uh, Latino-type thing. It's, it's uh, basically like salsa, but not really. It's a little spicy. Okay. Put a can of that in when you're cooking your mac and cheese hmm. and... For a little south of the border flavor. Oh my God, it's so good. Kick it up a notch, honey. Yep. <laughs> I'm just working, calling to say I love you. Oh, Thanks thank for you. all the fun times. All right. See ya. Can't get enough of that big black hog of yours. All right. Mercifully, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Want you guys to email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it oh, God. I love beef. I love chicken. Yeah. I'm not a vegan. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating and thumbs up or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I'll be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, It's Friday, baby. Fuck. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. Fuck. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.